Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Good morning and welcome to the following on podcast, Gareth Batty's uh, uh, go-to one-stop shop for all things uh, bite-sized cricket. Uh, The Cricket Collective every Tuesday, the following on podcast every time uh, we cover test uh, match cricket here. What a day's play! And uh, I tell you what, uh, I can't really add up the amount of games that the likes of Gareth Batty has played and seen Steve Harmison alongside him. Um, all that Jared Kimber and Neil Manthorpe have commentated on over the years. But uh, I put it to you that nobody foresaw uh, the events uh, of day two, which uh, began with New Zealand needing quick wickets, uh, as is always the way at the start of a day's cricket. Uh, but they got them. Tim Southey taking uh, the first four to four uh, to complete a fifer. Uh, 258 for four, India overnight. 339 for eight at lunch. And New Zealand wrapped up the last two wickets uh, pretty promptly after it as well with uh, Ashwin and Ishant Sharma going thanks to uh, Patel. Uh, The first two wickets uh, to go to spin. Uh, We all felt at that stage that uh, spin would play a much bigger part in proceedings and it has but not in terms of wickets. We didn't see another wicket. New Zealand uh, got through to tea pretty comfortably, 72 without loss, going at uh, about two and a half, three and over. And whilst the runs uh, tightened up and the pressure um, uh, also got to the players a little bit as the gloom set in, it's uh, New Zealand who walk off as they walked on. Will Young, 75 not out. Tom Latham, 50 not out. And uh, a healthy score, 129 without loss. So uh, uh, time to reflect on the action which we have brought you on TalkSport 2 today with myself, John Norman, and uh, as mentioned, Gareth Batty and Steve Harmison. 
So, guys, uh, Bats, let's start with you first. Uh, have we read this pitch wrong? Because, you know, I'll take you back to day one. Essentially, Patel's first over. We were ooing and ahhing. The ball kept low, scuttled through. Then it, there was a, a bit of spin. Should have been a leg before decision if they'd appealed. And we thought, blimey, this is going on after just four overs. Where are we going to be uh, in two or three days' time? Um, but it, 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 in, in certain respects... Uh, New Zealand's uh, batting or batsmen or batters seems as comfortable dealing with the spin today as India's did yesterday. Yeah, I, I think the the surface possibly was slightly misread yesterday. I reckon um, from not being there, I reckon we would have had a better feel for being a fraction of moisture in the surface, just a tiny, tiny bit. Um, and I think that has now gone out of it. The reason why I say that, the footholes looked a little bit darker yesterday morning after that first session. I thought that was the surface ripping up. Actually, there was just a glint of moisture there. Um, I think after the first innings, once, once India had been bowled out, I think, and I, obviously I don't know this exactly, but I, I'm, I'm speculating that um, the heavy roller was put on, which would have just compacted the surface. And that last 25 overs, we just saw what New Zealand are about to be confronted with for, for the last uh, three days of this game and that is going to be trial by spin when it's just starting to go now it is by no means unplayable but it is getting a whole lot harder India are getting into their work it's a war of attrition skill and mental battle now for those uh, New Zealand batsmen because India I feel have got the bit between the teeth just those last 10 overs without any reward for it well, let's go back to that morning session because, as I say, India were handily placed, weren't they? They'd gone wicketless in the evening session on day one. Uh, they had uh, two batsmen in uh, Ayer and uh, Jadeja with 50 next to their name. Ayer, of course, eyeing uh, a test century on debut. Jadeja had batted beautifully uh, on day one. New Zealand, well, they needed wickets and they needed wickets quickly. Uh, let's hear how it sounded on TalkSport 2. Saudi in again. Bowled him! Oh, he's got him! Today, just furious. He swivels around and aims a swipe at the stumps. Back of the length, a little bit of width outside the off stump, and just delightfully put away by Shreyas Iyer, who moves on to 88. Good length ball, and it squirts off to backward point, and Shreyas Iyer has come back for his second run. First test, first hundred. What a start. Southie comes in again, and he's got an edge behind. He's tried to drive that from a good length outside of stuff. Big edge, very good catch by Tom Blundell, who dives in front of first slip. And uh, he's gone. Riddiman Saha out for one. Tim Southie is in once more. Now it's driven straight to cover point. Oh, my goodness me. Southie has got rid of Shreya Sire. Oh, my goodness me. Southie's got his man. Axar Patel has gone caught behind by Tom Blundell. Well, we were raving about Carl Jamieson on day one, rightly so. And uh, we can rave a little bit about uh, Tim Southey today, uh, Steve Harmison. I saw a stat on Twitter since 2018. I think he's taken about 111 test wickets, an average of 21. There are, there are similarities, aren't there, with uh, Jimmy Anderson, just in terms of, you know, like a fine wine and all that. He, he's, just, he's just got a mastery 
of his own skill, and you just have to sit back and, and admire, um, uh, you know, what he what he has produced day in day out, even in conditions which we thought were not suited to swing bowlers. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the comparison with Jimmy, I think, is is relevant and it's right because of he leads their attack. They look to to Tim Southey um, to lead their attack. He's got the experience. Um, let's be fair, if Tim Southey played for a nation that played the amount of test cricket like England do, then Tim Southey would have would would have a hell of a lot more wickets, nearly double the wickets that he he has got right now. And his ability to, again, like Anderson, to take the pitch out of the equation, there was a little bit of swing there. Um, but his angles were unbelievable. You know, he getting close to stumps when he wanted to bowl a little bit straight closer to off stump we wanted a bit a bowl a bit wider to sort of draw the batsman across he was bowling from a little bit wider on the on the crease a lesson to any young bowler that if you you keep things simple in a straight line it, you don't have to sort of jump out or jump in you've just got to run in a straight line and an idea of of where you're going to land on the crease to to where you're looking to pitch the ball and then where the ball is going to go you know, when it gets to the batsman. Um, that was the beauty and the art of, of Tim Southey because two or three of his dismissals this morning were largely down to balls pitching you know, around about fifth stump going. <clears throat> nearly every ball was at the, was of a similar length, but his lines were, were impeccable. He was fifth stump and then he was going back to fourth stump and he was attacking the off stump. And when the, the, the batsman had the answer on the off stump, he went back and did the process again in and around fifth stump, hung it out there. Yeah, not a not an easy leave, but a, you know, a, a watchful leave for the batsman. And then when the batsman felt as though they had something to go at, um, because I haven't had hit the ball for a while, he um, he cashed in because there was a couple of wickets that, that chopped on inside edge onto the stumps. And I thought it, the skill level from Tim Southey in that first session was unbelievable this morning. Yeah, absolutely fantastic to see. And it was exactly what New Zealand needed because uh, you just felt if India was to stretch and continue the batting up until T, which they looked more than capable of doing, then... Uh, the game would have been theirs. Uh, they would have been able to boss it for uh, for the remainder of however long it went on for. But uh, the fact that New Zealand got to tee with a good score um, uh, just uh, it's just changed the complete and utter complexion of the match. Uh, we need to talk about uh, Shreyas Iyer though, of course. He was 75 not out overnight on day one. And um, he and Julie went on. Uh, Jadeja didn't add to his overnight score. Um, he was out for 50. Ayer, though, uh, he went past 100. And uh, he's been speaking following uh, day two. And he started by you know, just saying what it was like to reach a century on debut. I was really happy with the way everything went on right from day one. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't get good sleep last night, especially when you were batting overnight. And, you know, I thought I would get really nice sleep, but it was really tough to you know, wake up next day and recover. What were your thoughts this morning? And, and, and firstly, did you get a good night's sleep? Uh, not at all. I thought I would get really nice sleep. I went off to sleep at around 11. And then I woke up at 5. After that, I just couldn't because I thought that I was going into bat and the same thought was coming onto my mind that I'm going and facing the bowlers and it kept on going into my mind. So, you know, it was a harsh sleep. But, you know, when you, when you come onto the ground and score a century, it's the best feeling. So I would take it any day. Yes, well, well played, uh, Shreyas, uh, and this has got to be the first of many more. So you've Thank just you so got much. to focus again on the on the next game, and uh, 
many more centuries should follow. Thank you so much, sir. Shreyas, what about the, the, the fielding bit of it? 129 for no loss. What's the feeling there? What's the chat been in the team? What does the wicket say to you? Well, obviously, they got off to, got off to a great start and it's really essential for us to not give many runs because the wicket looks very flat and the cracks are starting to open up. So, by tomorrow, I feel, uh, you know, after a few overs, we'll try to come back on the top and see to it that we not give many runs and at the same time take wickets as well. So, I'm sure that's going to be the plan. I tell you what, for somebody who never played the game, it's, uh, that's the kind of stuff you love to listen to. I mean, Sunil Gavasco gave Shreyas his cap um, yesterday morning. Uh, just uh, not getting too excited, just saying, just keep going, mate. You know, you, you'll score plenty more. But the talk about, you know, the, uh, the nervy night before. Um, now, unfortunately, neither of you two uh, sat in the 70s ahead of a, 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 of a test century. But, uh, you know, in terms of those sleepless nights, uh, did, you, uh, did you suffer too many of those playing for England or Surrey Bats? Um, a few. Um, but uh, they're kind of like, um, in a strange way, and he, he almost alluded to that in his in his interview. There, it's it's kind of the excitement as opposed to a, a nervous lack of sleep. Um, it's the adrenaline that's still going through your body. So he wouldn't have felt tired this morning from uh, not getting his eight hours or what he would normally sleep or any of that sort of stuff. It's like the nervousness, but a good nervousness. It's the excitement of it all, and um, you know, it's just great to see a young fella. Um, debut getting a hundred, I would imagine. I'm speculating. His hero gave him his cap. His hero's interviewing him afterwards. Um, you know, Mr. Gavaskar around India is an absolute. Well, he's a god, isn't he? He's uh, he's worshipped, and uh, you can bet your life the young fella is one of those who uh, who puts him uh, right up there. And it w- it must be a wonderful thing. And um, yeah, the, the lack of sleep is irrelevant. He's uh, he's living on a he's living on a high. He's living his dream, living his best life. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, and uh, and this is the thing. It's just a statistical anomaly that, uh, uh, you know, last night uh, Aya and Jadeja were 75 not out and 50 not out. And tonight, Young and Latham are on exactly the same scores, 75 and 50. Young not playing in his uh, first Test match, just his fourth, but uh, he'll be eyeing a debut uh, or rather a maiden Test century at some point tomorrow. And the, uh, the fact that we can say that is because... After the lunch break, uh, New Zealand again did exactly what they needed to do. You know, if Ashwin had stuck around, smashed, uh, you know, 20 or 30 again, the score would have edged towards 400. He'd already had a life, Blundell missing a stumping to tell the bowler um, when uh, Ashwin was on 16. It wasn't a perfect day for New Zealand, but just about uh, on the cusp of one. Um, but New Zealand did what they had to do. Patel came out. Took two quick wickets after the lunch break, and it just allowed New Zealand to get in. And both Latham and Young knew that they'd have a good hour and a half uh, to get going. Umesh Yadav uh, picked ahead of Mohammed uh, Siraj, we imagine. Ishant Sharma as well. Uh, Harmi, how did you assess how they went about their bowling uh, when you consider that eight of the ten wickets to fall when India were batting went the way of Jameson and Southing? Yeah, I think they'll be disappointed the way they've the way they went. Um, largely down to the lateral movement of the cricket ball it was wasn't there um, from the what what did New Zealand have? They had three. 
they had three new balls because the second new ball got changed after seven overs. But even that even that second new ball that got changed after seven overs did swing. It just went out of shape and the, it went soft. So you, that was the right thing to do to change it. Um, so all three new balls that New Zealand got all move laterally through the air. And it didn't really happen for for India uh, for whatever reason. You know whether the the sort of didn't try and swing it, the bowled a bit too short, back of a length. Ishant Sharma's more. He, he comes across the ball. He tries to swing the ball into the right hander and away from the left hander. It didn't really go that well for them. I thought the fields were. I thought the fields were poor. Omesh Yadav's bowling fourth, fifth stump, sixth stump, um, uh, with a four-five field, five on the leg side. And, you know, Will Young gets a ball just outside off stump, fourth stump, fifth stump, and he can just lean on it and it goes for four because there's no fielders there. So I think that was the story of, of India's day. I don't think they were at the races when it came to the ball. They looked flat in the field. Um, they looked tired, if if anything. You know, to go off what Shirishaya was saying about not getting any sleep. I think 11 Indians didn't have any sleep last night because I did think they looked tired. And that's not taking anything away from, from Latham and, and Will Young. They got the ball to hit, to put it away. When the ball was there to defend, they defended it nicely. Um, and they managed to rotate the strike with ease and with comfort comfort so bats will tell you as a spin bowler you you want to you want to bowl 10 12 14 balls at a batsman to really put pressure on them i'm not sure the the the, the indian spinners really felt as though they were putting too much pressure on the the, the sort of two openers from new zealand and it looked relatively comfortable when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, let's have a little listen to how that afternoon uh, took place here on TalkSport 2. 
His, oh, he has opened his shoulders. Umar Shadov has smoked this one from Carl Jameson. Straight back over the bowler's head for six. Ashwin, 38, not out. Bowled him! Oh, there's a wicket for Aksa Patel. Ajaz Patel, I beg your pardon. Our Ashwin is on his way. Ajaz Patel in LBW. That's got to be out. That is oh. so plumb. Sharma, Ishat Sharma is in again, and that's driven sweetly behind square on the offside for four. That was a lovely shot from uh, Tom Latham. Young, full and straight, and he works this off his pads. In fact, he's timed this beautifully, and that's going to go out for four. That's a sweep shot. Very well played. Super piece of cricket from Will Young. Down on one knee. And it seemed to me that he hit that in the air entirely intentionally over the head of a square leg. So 72 without loss uh, at uh, the tea break. And uh, what really impressed me, Gareth, you know, we, all three of us covered the uh, uh, England tour to India earlier this year, was there was clarity of thought, there was um, defensive technique, there were batsmen who have got healthy averages uh, in excess of 40, um, I know Young has only played four test matches, but, you know, still, uh, he's averages over 50. Um, and it just appeared that they knew their game. You know, Latham and Young went out there and they absolutely knew their game. They, 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 never, they never allowed panic to set in. And on occasions we, with England, we saw a lot of panic going on. Uh, and it was that temperament, uh, defensive technique, playing... In their in their arc or in their safety zones, um, I, I thought that they they played magnificently well. Yeah, they they limited risk, didn't they? They made sure that they played straight. They moved up and down the line of the stumps, so the the DRS sort of off stump line and leg stump line. They didn't move across the crease, which meant they could play with a full blade. And they left the ball when the length was correct outside the eye line. As soon as it came in straight, they were in a position to hit the ball and knock it into gaps. They were precise, they were calculated, they didn't try and hit in areas that they shouldn't be for the way that they play. And they both complement each other. Latham's looking to sweep a bit more and Young looking to hit down the ground. Left and right hand, it was good, it was a good combination. I felt India uh, felt their way into, into the first sort of section of play. So the first, let's say, 25 overs to 30 overs. Um, and I felt like they, they sort of didn't have the knack of, of bowling in test cricket in India. It was still sort of expecting something to happen. I would just like to sort of highlight after the tea break, I felt like India just upped the ante a fraction. I felt like the the way of bowling in test cricket started to come back. I agree with Hami. I thought the fielding was, was down. Uh, the energy in the field was down. But that was because, I believe, they hadn't got the wickets, which is credit to New Zealand. But I think if India got off and running start, bowling the way they did as they finished, I think they're only a wicket away from putting some serious pressure on. Obviously, the massive wicket is going to be Cairn Williamson uh, in that sort of middle period. Um, and then it's all down to a little bit of luck that the one that spits or the one that keeps low gets you the wicket. Um, and you earn the right as a batsman to have that bit of luck. The odd decision went for New Zealand today i.e. Uh, the DRS uh, was, was there and used and correctly uh, used but um, take nothing away from those two opening, I thought they were magnificent but uh, I would suggest watch out India, I think they got a bit of a taste for test cricket those last 10 to 15 overs. Yeah absolutely, I mean throughout the day there was a feeling that uh, you know, New Zealand were only one or two wickets away from India 
you know, being able to really roar back into the contest. And I think perhaps the fact that India did post that decent score, 345, maybe they just uh, they just felt a little bit a little bit too comfortable. It was uh, at one point the cameras panned between the captain Ajinkya Rahane and the new coach Raul Dravid, and you know it came to mind what would it have been like with Ravi Shastri on the sidelines and Virat Kohli in the middle. Um, I'm not sure it would have been particularly different. It's too early to really make those kind of comparisons. I think India probably would have burnt a couple of reviews that Rahane very wisely didn't do. Um, but yeah, it seemed a little bit sedate at times in the field and in the stands. Again, that was something that uh, we didn't really get when England were in, in town. It was full of voice and colour, uh, but I'm sure that will be the case at some point uh, during this series. Um, so 120, uh, or rather 72 without loss at T. Um, and they'd scored it uh, at a decent rate, but they came out, and as you say, the intensity from the bowlers, uh, especially with uh, Ravishandran Ashwin and also Ravindra Jadeja, I'm not quite sure Patel was quite, um, uh, and possibly because he hasn't played as much cricket as the, uh, as the other two, nor is as experienced, but certainly when those two were bowling, uh, Ravishandran Ashwin and uh, Ravindra Jadeja, the intensity came back into the game and the crowd seemed to perk up a little bit. Let's hear how the evening session played out here on TalkSport 2. That's going to go out to the boundary for four. 72 for no loss after 26 overs and Young moves to 46. Oh, that's a beauty. That's a ripper from Jadeja. Goes past the outside edge. I reckon that's either pitched middle or maybe middle and off and gripped and ripped past the outside edge brought a smile to Gareth Batty's face little sweep shot here big appeal for leg before wicket uh, here we go this is the moment of uh, truth is it hitting enough of leg no it's missing go to on field but this is a sweep and in the air from Latham but safe as anything and it goes forward of square leg again which he does very very well and that is another boundary. But this is a sweep and in the air from Latham, but safe as anything. And it goes forward of square leg again, which he does very, very well. And that is another boundary. Axel Patel. Oh, down the wicket comes Will Young and he's driven it magnificently past uh, mid-off, but down towards wide long off into the boundary for four. It's been great test match cricket. Uh, I don't think India evolved that well, but take nothing away. New Zealand have batted beautifully. Yep, they batted beautifully okay. And uh, Tom Latham in particular has used DRS pretty well as well, overturning leg before decisions on naught on 10 um, and then uh, a caught behind on 50. Uh, I think we all thought that Will Young was in a little bit of trouble when Jadeja reviewed an on-field not-out call for leg before wicket, but the ball uh, shown to be going marginally down the leg side. So... Uh, it was uh, it was compelling cricket in and amongst that. Latham, as you say, bats very quick on the sweep. And we just heard uh, one of many Will Young drives, who actually took the pressure away from Latham early on in the innings, which was not quite a surprise. Uh, the left-hander being tormented a little bit, Latham. Uh, Will Young certainly uh, the quicker out of the blocks. But, you know, at some stage or at some point in that evening session, despite New Zealand slowing to a crawl at stages, especially around as they approached the 100 mark, it started to crop into my mind that whilst they're not going to be thinking about winning the game, you know, they, they're certainly looking like they can put a score on the board that's going to be of, of parity to India. 
uh, bats. And if they do that, well, they're going to be batting up till T on day three. And again, our thoughts yesterday that this would be over early on day four. Um, we could have five t five days here, couldn't we? Yeah, I think Steve would agree. There was something about the, the way that the two openers went about their business that will add confidence throughout the team. It's not just confidence for the two out there. The team would have had discussions about how they're going to play, how they're going to uh, nullify certain bowlers in the Indian uh, attack uh, on certain surfaces, what shots they may play, what shots they may put in the locker. Um, and I felt like the process just worked to an absolute T for New Zealand today. They were so precise, it was executed, the plan by those two. And I think they'll take great heart in that. I really do. I think that will add confidence throughout the team. Obviously, the bit that we're forgetting at the start, that was started by Southie, how he got off and running on one leg. But then I think the batters came out and just added to that. So at the end of day two, I think, it, I think New Zealand will be looking at it going, OK, we can stay toe-to-toe -to -toe with these lads and let's see. Let's get it deep. Let's get real deep in this test match. Let's see where we get at the end. Let's see if we can put some pressure back on them so that they feel like they're the ones, they're the underdogs, they're the ones who are expecting to just play out for a draw, whatever, it, try and turn the tables on India. I feel like they would have that running through their veins at the minute in that changing room. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And Harmi, you picked up on this earlier in the piece today. New Zealand, they're not going to look too ahead of themselves, but if they can get, say, 50, 60, 80 ahead of uh, India, let's, let's say they score 400, uh, that will take them up to between T and uh, Stumps tomorrow. They'll have a, a good tilt at uh, India. And as you may mention, you know, this is a side that is shorn of four or five of their regular batting starters. So um, they can and they know and they, that they can put pressure back on India at some point tomorrow evening um, if they're still batting up and uh, just past T. Well, how many times have we seen games at John and, and bats in the subcontinent that, you know, a team goes 350, another team goes 350 and either the third or the fourth innings and it's 110 all out. And that tends to happen quite regular in in the subcontinent. And you, I think that's what New Zealand have got to be saying to themselves. If we can get close, if not you know, level, ideally love to be you know, past um, India, but you got to remember as well, India were India were 204, uh, 260 for four and 345 all out. So it just shows you that, you know, once you get one, you get two or three. Um, so I think that will be in the back of the mind of, of New Zealand going out tomorrow. But for me, it's about India now. You know, no matter how well, how badly they've bowled or how things haven't gone their way today, they are still with the runs on the board. 345 runs, I still think, on this surface is, is still a, a decent amount of runs. And if they come out tomorrow morning, like Saudi did, and get you know three wickets in the space of 45 minutes, you, know, you could be you could be staring a barrel at, at drinks first hour tomorrow, where where New Zealand are about 160 for four, 160 for three, 160 for four, and that's what you'd expect from this India side to come back. Then they haven't got the big guns. You know, when you talk about making comparisons with England, yeah, England's yeah. If New Zealand were coming out to bat today, yesterday, today, sorry, and you've got Jasper Bumrah and Mohamed Shami, for me, it's a different ball game when it when it comes to to face and things like that. So, that's got to be in New Zealand's favour for tomorrow morning. And I still think there's there's a lot of runs on the board there for 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 New Zealand to go and chase. So. 
I think when when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, I still think India are still well ahead in this game because of where the where the game's going and who has to bat last on it. But when you look at the Indian batting unit, if they do get somewhere close to three, four, five New Zealand, you've got Ajinkya Rahani and you know, Pujara probably playing for their place because Virat Kohli's coming back in the next Test match. There'll be a lot of pressure on that batting unit of India. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, uh, live and exclusive coverage will continue on Talk Sport at 2 uh, tomorrow and throughout the weekend. Steve Harmison, Gareth Batty, thanks so much for your time. They'll be joined by uh, Jared Kimber and uh, also Neil Manthorpe. Uh, early doors um, from, uh, from, as I say, 4 o'clock in the morning. But if you're just joining us and you want to have a little listen back to how it sounded here on Talk Sport 2, uh, this has uh, been the nigh-on perfect day for New Zealand. Southie in again. Bowled him! Oh, he's got him! Today, just furious. He swivels round and aims a swipe at the stumps. It's a good length ball and it squirts off to backward point. And Treyas Iyer has come back for his second run. First test, first hundred. What a start. Southie comes in again and he's got an edge behind. He's tried to drive that. From a good length outside of stump, big edge, very good catch by Tom Blundell, who dives in front of first slip, and uh, he's gone. Rinderman Saha out for one. Tim Southey is in once more, and that's driven straight to cover point. Oh my goodness me, Southey has got rid of Shreyasaya. Oh my goodness me, Southey's got his man. Axar Patel has gone, caught behind by Tom Blundell. Ashwin, 38, not out. Yeah! Bowled him! Oh, there's a wicket for Axar Patel. Ajaz Patel, I beg your pardon. Our Ashwin is on his way, so history will not uh, repeat itself with Seamus taking all 10 wickets. It's only happened once before in a test match in India. Ajaz Patel in LBW. That's got to be out. That is oh. so plumb. Sharma, Ishat Sharma is in again, and that's driven sweetly behind square on the offside for four. That was a lovely shot from uh, Tom Latham. Young, full and straight, and he works this off his pads. In fact, he's timed this beautifully, and that's going to go out for four. Four, that's a beauty. That's a ripper from Jadeja. Goes past the outside edge. I reckon that's either pitched middle or maybe middle and off, and gripped and ripped past the outside edge. Brought a smile to Gareth Batty's face. Little sweep shot here. Big appeal for leg before wicket. Uh, Here we go. This is the moment of... uh, Truth, is it hitting enough of leg? No, it's missing. missing. Go to on-field empire. It's been great test match cricket. Uh, I don't think India have bowled that well, but take nothing away. New Zealand have batted beautifully. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket 
today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.